0: Hey Emily, look. We have visitors today.
1: Whoa, check it out. Little skeleton turtles.
0: How spooky.
1: They're pretty cute, actually. What are they doing, Josh?
0: They're just marching back and forth, going about their business. We should be careful not to step on them. They look fragile.
1: Ah, one bumped into my leg. Oh, no! It disintegrated. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm sorry, little guy. I'm so sorry.
0: It's okay, Emily. Just give him some time to recover.
1: How do you recover from dying? Well, he was already
0: dead, so I don't think you changed his situation much.
1: You're not helping. Ooh, watch. But... Oh, you're back! You're back, little guy! Oh, I'm so happy! Don't hug it. Okay, my heart really can't handle this. It's alright.
0: I think he knows your intentions are good. Just put him down gently for now.
1: Okay. Okay. I'm just going to leave him there for a few minutes. Should we start with the jukebox while we wait? Sure. Alright. My first track is going to be from an NES game. This is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. The track is Caverns, and the composer is Jun Funahashi. As a kid, I enjoyed the NES TMNT in theory, but I was also deeply frightened by it. Disarming the bombs in the dam was terrifying, and my brother's description of the giant Mauser's searching eyes left me hoping I'd never have to face it myself. All things considered, I never really aspired to beat the game. The experience was just too riddled with anxiety for that. I mostly wanted to wander around in the overworld where the turtles looked super cute, blow things up with the party wagon, and rock out to that awesome BGM. As a teenager, though, I got into an NES groove and decided I'd give this game a serious go. After an entire afternoon of painstakingly stocking up on 99 scrolls per turtle, as well as celebrating my triumph over the giant Mauser who was not so much nightmare-inducing anymore as just totally rad-looking, I took two steps into the Technodrome and got completely destroyed. It just crushed my soul. (laughs) I was so frustrated and disgusted by this that I hadn't picked up the cartridge since. Do you know how much time passed between then and now? more than a decade maybe even 15 years however inspired by a forum friends playthrough last year as well as the TMNT valentines i gave out to my coworkers which came with temporary tattoos i decided it was time i was finally going to do this and a few weeks ago i did
0: well i've got one thing to say
1: congratulations <laughs> I was so happy, you have no idea.
0: I would be happy too, that's awesome. Uh, It's like a childhood dream come true. How many of your turtles were dead by the end?
1: None. I never lost a turtle.
0: That makes it even sweeter.
1: And I really didn't think I was going to do it though. At the end, all of my turtles were down to a sliver of health. And I just didn't think that I was going to make it. But interestingly... Shredder turned out to be kind of a pushover, so hmm. the difficulty was really getting up to him. Who uh, who killed Shredder? Raphael. My boy Raphael. All right. I like yeah. that. I like
0: that storyline. Yeah.
1: A lot of people use Raphael. Well, even I use Raphael for a lot of the more harrowing parts of the game because his, you know, the size don't have a lot of reach. You really want to preserve Don if you can. Uh. But... Uh, I thought that was great. I thought it was really cool that Raphael was the one who did it in the end, because he's the one that I always use for the beat-em-ups. Always go with Raphael. He's my boy.
0: I actually prefer a storyline where Raphael would kill Shredder instead of Leonardo or something. Yeah. Uh.
1: It's fitting somehow.
0: Because he's supposed to be, like, stronger. So, especially one-on-one, you'd think you'd put him up against uh, Shredder. Right.
1: That's right. Raphael's stronger, but much less disciplined, so... yeah. Although, if we recall from the first movie, even though Leonardo is very disciplined, if you hit his button, if you find Mm -hmm. that emotional component, he's going to completely lose it, so...
0: Yeah, I guess so. I would rather Raphael lose it. I feel like uh, Raphael, in the uh, TMNT, the... uh... CGI movie, mm-hmm. he sort of has a dark side, and he almost mm-hmm. like kills Leonardo when they're right. dueling. I would like uh, I would like Raphael to kill Shredder, but then he had to go to the dark side to do it, and basically oh. uh, just, he's never
1: the same. He just
0: yeah has to deal with <laughs> with PTSD or whatever. I was
1: go- I was just gonna say that if there was a turtle that was going to suffer from PTSD, it's gonna be Raphael. Yeah. Oh, wrap.
0: These are the adult storylines that uh, I think would be cool.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I was very happy to put that game to rest, though.
0: That's awesome. No, that's a that's like putting a nightmare to rest, basically. Kind of. You were kind of, uh, I think, chatting with me a little bit as you did it. I was surprised how quickly you got through that dam.
1: I don't think that the dam is that difficult if you know where you're going. Hmm. So I had the advantage of having the Nintendo Power that has the map of the dam. I wasn't following it at the time, but, I mean, as a kid, I just loved looking at that edition of Nintendo Power, so I kind of memorized. My brother had actually drawn a route that oh. he thought was the best. So I think that I've just followed in his footsteps and done his his well, circuit.
0: Yeah, I haven't actually played that game in a long time, but uh, I just remember being really frustrated by trying not to hit the walls and stuff like that, or hit the yeah. uh, electric seaweed or whatever. But would yeah. you say that that part is harder or easier than the Earthworm gym Submarine uh, level.
1: Oh, way easier. Really? Oh, yeah. Maybe
0: I, maybe I should try to play that game again.
1: Do would you? Did you have a feeling of which one was harder?
0: I thought it was going to be Ninja Turtles were harder, but maybe just it's because uh, of my childhood experience with it. You know, being a kid, not being as disciplined as Leonardo <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> right. I was a little Mikey.
1: Aww. Or
0: maybe I was a little Don. I don't know. But I wasn't Leonardo. No, that's for sure.
1: Well, maybe you've studied enough and meditated enough. Yeah. But you can take this on. <laughs> Do it! Alright.
0: Okay. For my first track today, I'd like to play a song from Gimmick. This song is called Sophia. It's composed by the great Masashi Kageyama for the Nintendo Entertainment System. There are basically no words to describe the beauty of this track. I will say that I really enjoyed um, the scene that Masashi Kageyama was in in that uh, documentary series digging in the Carts. They play this song and he's like riding around in his bike in the Japanese countryside and uh, that's pretty sweet. He probably was like thinking thinking of these melodies while he rode his bike around Japan.
1: He did say that. Yeah. He said that he would ride and just come up with melodies on the way. That's so awesome. Um,
0: this is almost unrelated, but since I got the mic and everything, just wanted to tell you about my little jog today. So, um, it just rained in L.A. last night. So wow. Yeah, finally it rained. Um, and there were puddles everywhere outside. So, I went jogging around. Um, I was listening to uh, a mix of golf game music, and I was jumping around and over the puddles and stuff like that. <laughs> and it's actually pretty fun, like a like a like a real life video game.
1: That's an adorable image. So you were jumping over them. You weren't jumping in them.
0: Right. Because what would be the point of that? First of all, I'd get wet, and I don't know any games where you're supposed to jump into the puddles.
1: That's true, actually. Yeah. Regardless of how shallow those puddles are, they would probably kill you in a video game scenario. Yeah.
0: Or make you slide around or something. Right. I think you just lose HP in the real world, though. <laughs> I, I mean, like, other people are jogging, but they weren't... Doing a lot of jumping, so they would just splash in the puddles, and I just thought, guys, I mean, this is our opportunity to jump around and have an excuse. Uh, you know, there's a lot of Those fun. Those people to do aren't that.
1: connected with their childhoods, the joy of childhood, like you are. <laughs> listening to this music, jumping over puddles.
0: They're probably not listening to video game music.
1: No, that's their mistake. Yeah. <clears throat> do you ever wish that people knew? What you were listening to while you are out in the world, listening to VGM?
0: Uh, I guess so, yeah.
1: Sometimes I think about that. Sometimes it makes me wonder, you know, if nobody knows that I'm listening to it, maybe that guy over there is listening to it, but I just don't know.
0: I do think more people are listening to it, and even uh, kids, or uh, younger people. I play uh, video game music sometimes uh, in my classes that I teach and then lately, more and more often, students have come up to me after class and they're like, oh you listen to video game music? You should listen to this, you should listen to that. I got a like a Shovel Knight fan and uh, some other games.
1: So cool. Yeah. So do you think that video game music brings people together more than perhaps other kinds of music, just because there's so much of it and there are no genre distinctions, really. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm. Because in other scenarios, people would come up to you and say Oh, you like this particular band? I do too, and it's a very narrow focus. Mm. I feel like coming up to somebody and saying You like video game music? is almost like saying You like music? (laughs) Do you know Mm. what I mean? Mm,
0: Yeah. I think so, but...
1: You can disagree, please.
0: I don't think other people see it that way. I think other mm-hmm. people have a hard time listening to video game music for some reason. But I once... forget sometimes. <laughs>
1: We're oh. in our little bubble.
0: <laughs> yeah, once you can enjoy it, though, it, o- it does open a pretty wide world. And yeah, I guess I listen to, like, heavy metal style compositions and... Uh smooth jazz-style compositions, and all under the genre of video game music. So I
1: know what you're saying. Yeah. I do love this song so much, and I love this soundtrack. It just feels so good. It feels comforting somehow. There's more to it than it just sounds good. It has some kind of spirit. It sounds so weird. Maybe that's just because I'm putting a lot of Masashi Kageyama's interview onto the music and knowing that he was very concerned with making beautiful music for children and continuing to improve his compositions.
0: No, you're totally right. Even without having heard that interview, you definitely get just a sense that somebody is, I don't know, composing on a different level. hmm This game is really weird, by the way. Gimmick, or, as a game, it's pretty basic, I guess. I don't know if I talked about this before, but I did try to play it, and uh, the experience of playing it is kind of weird, because the music is so beautiful. Mm. It's like so beautiful that it's distracting. And you're dying all the time, so it's really frustrating, because, you know, imagine listening to this song, and you can only hear 10 seconds of it. Right. Because you have to like do some super time jump.
1: Right. I did watch somebody uh, play through the game. Oh, yeah. I do that sometimes, so it was a long play, and the person did a very interesting... They took a very interesting approach where they didn't talk over it, they just put annotated subtitles on, so you could watch and listen and not be interrupted by voice, and you could choose to read the captions or choose not. And I loved it, and it was just a beautiful game. I really didn't know what to expect. And I just remember that even from the very beginning, there's a beginning... ...demo, uh, not demo, but a beginning story. And one of the pictures is of... ...Gimmick, or I guess Mr. Gimmick, looking up from the floor, because he's a doll or something. He's a stuffed animal. And he's on the floor and he's looking up at the little girl who's gotten him as a present. And the image was just so cute, it hurt. His little eyes, just his eyes so wide. It was just so adorable that it it just cut straight to my heart.
0: It's too bad that game wasn't a little bit more... Especially for kids, it's so hard. I think it's too hard Mm. for kids, actually. I think the game just needed to be a little bit more accessible, and it would be more well-appreciated.
1: Right. I mean, I don't know if it's in the manual, but there are items that you have to collect to get the good ending, and it was not obvious that you needed to do that from the gameplay. This guy just knew (coughs) that and was explaining it. Oh, I see. So I couldn't imagine getting through all of that and then getting the bad ending. The bad ending is heartbreaking, really. I mean, that story is uh, kind of intense, even though it's dealing with stuffed animals.
0: I just think this game should have been a tiny bit easier than like a Mario game. Yeah. Not about twice as hard.
1: It has kind of a Kirby look.
0: Yeah. It could have been as easy as Kirby. Yeah.
1: My second track is going to be from another NES game. This is WCW World Championship Wrestling! (sighs) Thank you for adding to the crowd. The track that we are going to hear is Match. The composers are Kenji Yoshita, or the composer is Kenji Yoshita, there's just one. And here we go. Frustrated with the NES more often than not, at some point in my childhood I started thinking of the system as a kind of bully. It was a bully who gloated over its ability to stump me, but was still someone I wanted to impress for some reason. Now, as an adult, I've always hoped to beat my NES games to prove something to it. Prove that I may have been too small and clumsy in the 90s to succeed at these titles, but things are different now. I'm a grown woman! And by the same token, when I can't beat these games, a little part of me feels like the console is grinning wickedly and saying, oh, you can't get past this level? I guess you still are small and clumsy, just like when you were a little girl, ah.
0: <laughs>
1: Well, on the heels of my TMNT victory, I decided I was on a roll and sat down with WCW World Championship Wrestling. I proclaimed to myself that that day would be the one on which I finally earned the championship belt. I spent the whole day at this, of the way through, my right thumb joints weren't just sore. They were in a legitimate kind of pain that I'm not sure they've ever felt before. We're talking SHOOTING pain. I realized I was probably going to have to put ice on them later, and probably that I shouldn't admit that to people. But that was okay, because I could take it. I'm a grown woman, remember? I'm not a little girl anymore. Do you hear me, Nintendo? Well, do you? And when Road Warrior Hawk and I held that belt high, I knew it heard me as loud and clear as this incredible music.
0: Congratulations. Thank you. Well, I didn't even know the Road Warriors were in WCW. I guess I forgot about that.
1: Hawk and Animal.
0: I just want to say uh, that I thought it was really funny that you did that crowd noise with your breath. (laughs) Not a lot of people do that, I think, but that's something I learned very early as a kid. I remember um, I was playing with my friends and it was actually WWF. They had like WWF rubber dolls Mm -hmm. and uh, the ring and everything. And I was like, oh, cool. And, you know, we're like, I'm like watching them play with toys and he keeps going. "Ah, ah," And I'm like, (laughs) what are you doing? He's like, that's adorable. He's like, oh, that's the sound of the crowd. I'm like, why do they sound like... <sighs> but, you know, <laughs> ever since that day when I watch TV and uh, there's a big crowd, I, I do hear that.
1: That's... I didn't realize that was unusual. I thought that was just a standard thing that everybody would do. But yeah, this game, so this is actually one of the NES games that we had that I really loved. This game is so satisfying because the music is so good, the sound effects are so good, it just feels great to pull off moves. Um, it's just a very satisfying I guess tactile experience in a way. Um, but the game is very unfair, so it gets frustrating. There are a couple wrestlers might... Um, my bouts against uh, Ricky Steamboat and uh, Ric Flair. Mm. I could only overpower uh, Ricky Steamboat once by force, and I could never beat uh, Ric Flair. I had to throw them out of the ring and try to keep them (laughs) occupied (laughs) and then crawl back in the ring before we got a... uh, ring out for oh, being really? out of there too long, so oh. <laughs> I was being so cheap, but I felt like I'm allowed to be cheap because the game is being cheap at me. You know what? That's actually
0: something Ric Flair would do. Yeah. Ric Flair's like a, a the thinking man's wrestler or something, or a cheater. Wait, is this one of those games where you have to like uh, rapid fire the button to to take control of a hold? You know what I mean? You have to like, yeah, tap the button really it's fast. Yeah, I do.
1: Quite the same. There's button mashing because uh, the way the way the pattern works is you have to punch or kick your opponent four times, and then they kind of lo- they they get the wind knocked out of them. Uh-huh. At that point, you can grapple them and execute a move, but the move itself doesn't require button mashing. You just mash to try to punch them or kick them four times. Oh, I see. But uh, I can't figure out how the system decides who pulls off the punch uh-huh. or who pulls off the kick, basically. It's not like, I used to think maybe, oh, if I if I mashed harder, then it would, the points would be given to me, like I mashed harder than the opponent, so therefore my punch was the one that connected. I don't think it works that way, but I was doing a lot of mashing, which is why my thumb was legitimately swollen at the end of the day.
0: It's funny, I do think wrestling games tend to be actually physically demanding for what it is. Yes! Means.
1: I was thinking that as I was sitting there looking at my thumb at the end of the game, I was thinking, well, you know, this just makes me even more of a wrestler because they have to go through pain and injury to get <laughs> yeah. that belt. So I, I earned that title. Yeah. yeah, I was pumped. I could not believe that I'd actually pulled this off.
0: All right. Well, speaking of pulling things off, <laughs> for my next track... I'm gonna go with...
1: Oh, wow! Everybody wants to hang out with us today. The jukebox, this little turtle, our little family is growing!
0: Once again, I've been foiled by the Haunted Jukebox, but you know what? He always plays a good song. He or she always plays a good song, so let's see um, what's up for today. We got... World Cup Striker. Um... The Jukebox doesn't know what this track is called, but the composers are Mark Cooksey and T. The Dark Knight, courtesy of Intrigue. Ooh. Once again, the jukebox pulls out a jam.
1: Such a jam! There's a lot of cool stereo stuff going on in this tune. There's something that happens in the right ear every so often. Oh, yeah. This is so cool.
0: That thing. Yeah, Yeah. I just heard it right now. This has a nice sound. It It almost sounds like a Turbo Graphics game or something.
1: So I think uh, from our research, World Cup Striker is the Japanese title for this game. Um, In North American territories or other territories, it was called Elite Soccer, I believe. And um, I guess there was a port for the Super Nintendo and other systems. But I've never heard of this.
0: How do you come up with a name, T the Dark Knight, (laughs) and then... Your name has to be accompanied by, uh, you know, Intrigue, or whatever. Is I guess Intrigue must have been a, a,
1: a music-making company or something, or...? I'm assuming, or some other kind of uh, producer something. Yeah, I actually, when I was trying to find the composers for this, I was having trouble. And I looked at our good friend, the Video Game Music Preservation Foundation Wiki. Mm -hmm. And what they do a lot of times is they take screenshots of the credits from games. You can actually look at what the credits in the game directly exactly said. And that is what it said for this game. Mark Cooksey and T the Dark Knight, courtesy of Intrigue.
0: I wonder if Mark Cooksey was also courtesy of Intrigue or...
1: Mark Cooksey, um, that's a very familiar name. I'm trying to remember the uh, soundtracks that he's done, but look that's one that has popped up a few times do you think
0: do you think when the soundtrack was done mark cooksy turned to t the dark knight to say like (laughs) hey we're done and t was just gone (laughs) and the window was open and the uh (laughs) curtains were just blowing
1: or maybe mark cooksy was you know doing his compositions and whenever he got stuck he was like oh Oh, yeah. I gotta put out the bad signal. And all of a sudden,
0: <laughs> someone's just standing behind him. Right. You know, I was thinking, Haunted Jukebox is kind of developing a personality. I'm getting to know it better.
1: Oh, yeah? You're warming up a little?
0: Yeah, I mean, obviously, he or she likes to tease me. He likes but... to,
1: to juke-block you.
0: Yeah. But you know what? Really, I think... It has my best intention or my best
1: Your best interests? Yeah, perhaps? it has my
0: best interests in mind. If it has a mind. Um, but I don't know, do you think we should give this guy a name? Yes I do! Alright.
1: I don't have any ideas though. Hmm.
0: You know what Do you uh, have any ideas? My arcade top score name or whatever, my high score name is Hodge. H-A-J, and the reason it's that is because um, those are the first three letters of my middle name, and also it contains all the letters in my initials, just kind of rearranged. Mm-hmm. And this sounds similar, but well, how about Haju? Haju? Haju for Hana Jukebox.
1: Aww. Or how about Boxy? Boxy? I kind of like Haju. Haju? Is that... Actually... would be like twins. Haju. Haj and Haju. Ha- oh, that's really kinda cute. I wonder if Haju means anything, though. Haju? Oh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I'm gonna look this up.
0: You've, you've called it Juke before, which is kind of a cool name.
1: Yeah, probably. Let's see. Haju. Well, I can, well, That's I a can Persian see that haju word. Is, a, is a Hindu word, but I can't see the meaning.
0: There's a, a village in Basar a Shomali rural district. Wherever that, that is, I am ignorant of what that is. Oh, haju, smell, or whiff. Tunin hiemen hajua. I smell a whiff of smoke. What <laughs> language am I in? Finnish?
1: Yeah, I'm looking at the Finnish stuff, too. Oh, cool. That's interesting. Uh, so haju also means hair. Oh. And... Or, like, headed. So, like, red-headed. headed is something Haju. Sandy hair is something Haju. Mm-hmm. I wonder how the jukebox feels about that. The jukebox does not have hair. How about Sandy? Sandy? Sandy the jukebox. Sandy the jukebox. Or how dun- do we know if the jukebox likes these or not?
0: Dungy. D- <laughs> um
1: Dank. I, I guess we'll have Dankest.
0: to... We won't know until... It chooses another song, and then we'll see what kind of mood he's in. Or she. It's
1: true. Also, uh... If our patrons come up with anything, that might be kind of fun.
0: Oh yeah, that's a good point.
1: I'm kind of attached to Haju. I think that's very cute. I like that the two of you are bros. Yeah, we almost have the same name. It's kind of weird, though. But... But you're always competing.
0: Yeah. Makes kind of sense to me. Like if... And if I ever, um... Play a video game that asks for four letters instead of three, I'll probably put Haju. oh In honor of this poor jukebox who never gets to play any games.
1: oh that's so just sweet.
0: Means... <laughs> you literally find that sweet, which I I find do! Amusing. It's so
1: sweet that I want to hug this turtle again, but I can't. So I'm just gonna hug myself instead. <laughs>
0: Maybe you could just, like, put a leaf on the turtle's shell. Or something like that. A leaf? Yeah, put a leaf on the turtle's shell to keep it warm.
1: Oh. Maybe I'll do that. I think the only bl- plants bl- we a have down here are much. piranha plants, though. This could get dangerous. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is a dangerous place down here.
0: Yeah, I guess but, so. But,
1: you know, I'm not gonna touch anything.
0: I like the changes though. It's kind of makes it more like a like the Ninja Turtles den or something. <gasps> Just like a rug. That's true. A couch.
1: Oh, we're hanging sewage. out in our own little turtle lair. And now we have a turtle in it. Oh, weird. Or many turtles. I wonder if the rest of them are going to stick around.
0: All right. Well, thanks for joining us today in the jukebox um dungeon. Thanks for creeping on us.
1: Yeah. The, the dungeon, the jukebox lair. You can something, something.
0: find out more and uh, respond to this episode on our blog, thevgmjukebox.blogspot.com, or you can email us at thevgmjukebox at gmail.com.
1: And this is a dungeon episode, so Josh and I play some of our picks, but in the normal meetups at the bar, we always want your suggestions, so please keep sending them in. If you do go to our blog site, you will see a uh, button for suggesting tracks. Please do so, or email us and let us know that way. And also, we've been getting some testimonials and suggestions on our Facebook page as well, so if you would rather do it that way, you can. Facebook.com slash the VGM Jukebox.
0: Also, you can follow us on Twitter, at VGMJB. Follow Keglyph, at Keegliff. And you can follow me if you really want to, at Josh Adachi. Again, I'm gonna be tweeting out uh, my burger time um, hamburgers that I made.
1: <gasps> oh, awesome. I I've, can't wait.
0: I made two double burgers last You night. did it!
1: Yeah. So okay, well should we talk about this on a on a burger time time?
0: Um alright. Sure, yeah. We'll have so burger time time next time. And I'll okay. tell you a little bit <laughs> okay. more about it.
1: Oh, oh. I'm so excited. Alright. Alright, so um, I guess we're out of here and um, I guess we'll just see if this turtle sticks around and I'll, I'll exit carefully by walking around him <laughs>
0: I think if I put like a brick right in front of him he'll just walk back and forth and we'll see him next time
1: Oh, that's a good idea Is that cruel actually. though? I guess it depends on what he wants
0: Well, you know, it's a kind of cruel dungeon so maybe we should keep him in here for his own safety.
1: Yeah. All right. Let's I'll, do that for now, and then we can check back with him next time. I'll and put see.
0: a brick in his in his uh, line of sight.
1: Is that okay, little turtle? Are you gonna be okay? I think <laughs> he's gonna be okay.
0: All right. Cool. We'll see you at the bar.
1: Yep. Bye. Bye, everybody.